Regrettably, I could do nothing to prevent the disaster which devastated Tristram. It would appear that our greatest fears have come to pass. Diablo, the Lord of Terror, has once again been set loose upon the world. As a token of my gratitude, I will identify items for you at no charge. Playing Diablo is like riding a freaking bike. Don't agree? It's true. Think about it. Dig deep down into your soul. Ask yourself the question, what is Diablo like playing? It's like riding a bike. And I'm here to say, at least at this stage, that may not be a wonderful thing, and here's why. I find when I get in now, I've settled on a spec that I'm very happy with, with my main character, who is a wizard. His name is Gurp. If you see him on the street, wave. He's real friendly. Although he may wave back and it will cause a fireball to hit you. But anyway, this is not the point. When I get in and I'm running a public rift or I'm just hanging out or, you know, doing some bounties, whatever I'm up to. I immediately feel very comfortable with who he is and how I'm going to play him and the timing of everything. And, you know, like any game where you've played it enough. It's just, it's coming naturally to you. And even if you don't get a bunch of new gear to help propel your character forward, you're still going to dominate more or get better at the game because you are simply mastering its its mechanics in a way that improve efficiency across the board. And I'm kind of right there right now with that. And that's good, but it also starts to feel... And I don't really blame Diablo for this. It's kind of a game problem. But like any game like this where you start to master it, it starts to feel like, okay, what am I actually doing? I'm just sort of muscle memory my way through this thing. Am I noticing these cool mobs anymore? Am I paying attention to the awesome art and scenery? Am I paying attention to the music? Am I paying attention paying attention to any of this lore that maybe I'm retreading a lot of now in Endgame? But do you know what I mean? I mean, at some point, it reminds me of raiding in, a, in an MMO like WoW. You do that enough, and pretty soon all you're seeing is nameplates, health bars, and damage numbers, and heal numbers, and, you know, the math of the game starts to become what you see. You begin to see the matrix, really. You're like Neo in front of that screen with all the green characters dropping down. Instead of seeing it for what it actually is, which is this epic, mythic, you know, dark, dungeon-crawling, vanquish-evil kind of thing. And that's dangerous from the point of view of somebody who really likes a game when you when it starts to be just boiled down to mechanics and moving left to right and not no longer really appreciating the, the, um, the minutiae of what the game has to offer. I think that's a dangerous place to be in terms of your overall enjoyment of the experience. And I've run into that a little bit lately. Do you want to know my solution? Because I'm not here just to adjust my microphone. I'm not here just to give you problems. I got 99 problems and a wizard ain't one. I'm here to give you also solutions. My solution is to read books in the Diablo universe. 
and the short stories online. Why, you ask? I Honestly, I think the reason those things exist... By the way, if you hear a bunch of laughing in the background, that's that's not my fault. There's some... There's Hear that? There's kind of a party happening next door that I'm avoiding to do this show, so... Once again, thinking of you guys first, right? Anyway, bottom line is, what was the bottom line? The bottom, There is no bottom line. What I was saying is, uh, I read those books and I'm suddenly taken back into the space of the, of the world and of the lore and of the feel and of the, the point, you know? Because it's so easy just to get wrapped up in how do I get these, how, how am I getting my Paragon levels? How quickly can I do this? And I don't want to poo-poo on anyone's parade who thinks that's the way Diablo was meant to be. And in, in, in many ways it is, but I don't want to lose touch with what makes it cool and what makes it feel right. I mean, mechanically it can feel right, but I want to feel, I don't know, I want to feel the sense of danger and of purpose and of questiness, you know? And maybe there's no way to eliminate that and eliminate that completely until we get new content. Because a lot of this is just, you know, it's designed to be a bit of a treadmill toward the end. And accepting it for what it is is perhaps okay. I, I just want I just want to not lose touch with it. So read a book. That's what Jordy LaForge would tell you to do. Read a book. Hey Scott, it's Walter again. So I got a question. Now that the auction house is it's like completely out of the game, there's no real reason for the game to be always online now, besides like a protection against DRM. Do you think that they would be introducing mods back in the game later on? I know that was big with uh, Diablo 2 to keep the game going. Just a thought. All right. I disagree. I don't think that the game, I think losing the auction house or having the auction house in the first place was not the reason for the on all the time connection. These were two very separate things. The auction house was there to protect against uh, black market sales of characters, items, whatever, and that kind of tomfoolery going on behind the scenes, which was a big, scary piece of business um, with Diablo 2, right? And that was the thing that got out of hand, and Blizzard never really got a handle on it. So they were trying to kill that with this. Uh, I think what they missed, or the point that they missed with all of that was having an online connection all the time and having the servers be the go-between solved this problem anyway. I mean, you always had to authenticate and get in through Battle.net in the past. Don't forget. You couldn't play the game. I mean, you could play single-player offline, but you couldn't play the game in any, any kind of multiplayer or ranked way without being connected to their servers. And even then, they were getting hacked. But the point is that... Uh, the, the the goal they needed to accomplish with both less hacking, no black market and all of that has been accomplished already with the online or the online all the time connection thing. And uh, the auction house really didn't do much to, to, to make that better or even worse. Well, it made the game worse, but you know, it just was kind of useless. Maybe they thought it would make them money. Um, I don't know. You could argue that point and you know, or maybe it, Maybe it was two-factor protection. But in the end, what they really wanted is what they were already getting with an online connection all the time, which is protection. DRM, can't play it unless you have an account. Uh, you know, can't hack it. Can't put in stuff that can screw with the game or make you Uber online or any of these things. 
and I am 100% totally okay with it. It has not been a problem for me at all. That rocky start, that day or two where they had some problems with the servers, that is ancient history. That is two years ago. They don't do that anymore. This expansion launched without any issues like that. No connectivity problems. Really isn't a problem. Now, to answer your, the larger question, should we get mods back in the game? I would love to see that. But what will probably have to happen, if it happens at all, is it will end up being Blizzard's... Oh, gosh, they're so loud out there. I apologize. Uh, it will be Blizzard. It will be on Blizzard to control that. Think about the way they handle the StarCraft II arcade stuff. It'd be something in that vein. So they'll have... I'm not saying they're going to, but if they if they did, and I'm not saying, and I'm saying that I think they could. I don't know how big of a priority this would be, but they just have to have a way for you to create stuff for the game, StarCraft II style. Put it in there, have them have it on some kind of store, downloadable, whatever. Play it at your leisure. Why not, man? I'd play a little Dota game, you know, a little, <laughs> little Diablo Dota or whatever they want to make. I actually think it'd be a great idea. And they were kind of slow to do their full implementation in StarCraft as well. So it isn't like this is unprecedented. But again, they've never announced it. There's no plans that I'm aware of. But surely they could. And you know we can always hope, right? want to say thank you and uh hello again and thanks for stopping by and saying hi if you came to nerdtacular this year i got a lot of people saying "Ooh, love the diablo show thanks for getting me back in the game it was a really fun event last weekend and that was responsible for why we didn't have a show last weekend in fact it's weird to think that a week ago today we were almost over again that's just crazy uh but it was great to see you guys all there that was totally fun the only downside a few shows did not get made as a result and this was one of them but i'm glad to be back so we got some highlights from this week's Theorycraft Thursdays. Number one highlight is they're going to change it. They're going to call it something else. No more Theorycraft in the name, man. Because what is happening is it's sort of it's sort of becoming a general questionnaire night when they do these streams. It's kind of less about let's Theorycraft a character and more about what's going on with the game and what are the plans and stuff like that. So they said, and, and this is just a few highlights, they said there will be more developer streams in the future as the PTR evolves, and those will be more question-oriented rather than focusing on specific builds. So still focused on what the future of the game is and what's happening on the PTR, but less, you know, less, uh, how come my uh, freaking Crusaders got plus two to, bleh, bleh, bleh. who cares, that stuff's not fun. I know it is for some, I don't want to discount your enjoyment wherever you may find it. But for me, it's not as interesting. Uh, Rift Progress is based on Monster XP. Not what I thought it was, which was... I need some clarification on this, and I couldn't find it. I swear, was it a week ago or two weeks ago, whatever it was, we talked about on the show, or I talked about on the show, about how it was 1,000 mobs, or 999 mobs is what got your meter full to then get the Guardian to pop. And they indicated that the Rift Progress is based on Monster XP. Now, I missed the live thing, and there may have been some context there that said, well, they're talking about greater rifts or heroic something or something else. I don't know. So maybe that's the case. But the impression I'm getting from everything I'm reading and can find on the forums, Rift Progress is and always has been based on 
monster experience points and what how much each of them have. Now, maybe that equates to around a thousand of them. Maybe depending on how many sub bosses and stuff you run into. That's interesting. If that's true, I don't know why the other rumor propagated the way it did. Also, generally speaking, they said this. Blizzard tries not to modify existing items if it makes those worse for some builds. Instead, newly dropped items will have their changed stats while existing items mostly remain the same. Developers have been trying to move away from the sheet. Sorry, from sheet. I think they meant sheer. Sheer DPS being considered too important. I don't know why they put sheet. Or unless that's a term I just don't know. Isn't DPS always important though? I mean, think about your MMO days, man. I mean, yeah, even the crowd out there laughed when I said it. Did you hear that? Super obnoxious. <laughs> uh, yeah, DPS uh, is always important. And what are you going to do? You can't change the the value in the minds of gamers. I mean, you can try to fiddle around with systems and, and core concepts and stuff in the game. But in the end, people are going to still, that's what they're going to aim for. I mean, survivability is important and, you know, Healing and toughness and all that stuff's great. But in the end, people just want to pew pew. They want to create some damage, a little mayhem. Uh, They said these things are good for us as players. And they also said, could this be the new way Blizzard gets? Oh, this is my question, actually. Could this be the new way Blizzard gets information to us, meaning live streams? I mean, when's the last time they did a BlizzCast? It's been years you guys remember that? It was like their big podcast effort. And then they just stopped. And that was it. And then, well, they stopped and they started doing a, like a video thing. And then that stopped. And then they started doing a wow, like developer roundtable thing with Morgan Webb. And I think that's still going, but that's super rare. And that's only for wow. What happened? They had ideas. They were going to do things. Didn't happen. Didn't go anywhere. It's too bad. Anyway. Live streams, that's where it's at now. Watch for it. It's the hot new thing. Scott, you dirty, fallen excrement, you have convinced me to purchase Diablo and its expansion and StarCraft while I was at it because of the wonderful, wonderful podcast you put on. I'm normally a console player. I just recently got back into PC gaming after a long absence and had plenty of stuff to keep me busy. But for your constant badgering, I was forced to purchase the games. And uh, to be honest, I can't wait to get in there and uh, forced and uh, see what's going on. So thanks and keep up the great work. Uh, you know, I'm obviously not upset with you. Did he? Uh, f- <laughs> and, uh, Thanks, man. Did he? Did you call me a piece of fallen excrement? Did I hear that right? Not sure how to take that. Been getting this for years, though. Hey, your shows got me back in the game, like World of Warcraft on on the instance or Diablo here. I'm fine with that. I love in these games, man. I want to play them all the time. I'm like you, though. I have my cycles. I have times where I just kind of need to get away for a while and not play as much, but. I'm happy to hear when you've come back in, and it's uh, partially my fault. So welcome back, man. I hope you enjoy it.
How do you guys feel about the big news that Rob Pardo, longtime Blizzard bigwig, one of really the top three at Blizzard, he's part of the Trinity, right? You got Morheim, you got Pardo, and you got, um, oh crap, who's the other guy? I almost said Wayne Johnson, which isn't even Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Who am I thinking of? Oh, Frank Pierce, duh. So, <laughs> so Frank and uh, Frank and Frankenberry, uh, Frank and Morheim, Pierce and Morheim, founders, right? Co-founders, early days, original guys, two of the originals. Uh. In a, in a small way, well, in somewhat of a way, Rob Pardo is a kind of a Johnny-come-lately. Now, it's 17 years later that he's leaving. So he's been there 17 years. So he's very early on at Blizzard, no question. Uh, but this really does make him pretty senior, and maybe one of the most senior people to be moving on. He says, after 17 years at Blizzard with long and careful contemplation, I have made a difficult and bittersweet and ultimately exciting decision to pursue the next chapter in my life and career. Goes on to say... I will sort of just surmise this or summarize this is the word I meant to say. He's going to take some time off, spend some time with family, play a bunch of video games, and think long and hard about what his next step will be. I made this prediction on the instance. I will stick to it here. He is going to probably start an independent studio and uh, do some small stuff for mobile platforms, PC probably. I mean, he has enough clout and money to uh, do just about anything he wants. I do not expect him to get hired by some big publisher or developer, though. This isn't a Greg Street move, you know. It's not quite the same where he went to Riot. I think that uh, if Pardo's going to do anything, it would end up being like, um, you know, start a small studio and build a game he really wants to build and publish it independently or, you know, even kickstart it or something. But, you know, anybody who thinks he's headed over to EA or something is smoking the crack. No way he does that. Anyway, best of luck to Rob Pardo. At Blizzard, you will be missed. Hey, Scott. Mike here from Houston. Love what you're doing with the show, and I hope the producers give you another option for another season. So, uh, on the serious stuff, Spell Slingers. I've been listening to you since the instance and the Diablo podcast and noticed some similarities in character selections between you and me. Uh, my main is a WoW 90, level 90 Troll Frost Mage Kutala. And I'm about to hit level 70 with a mage in Diablo. Always love the Spell Slinger class. And I tried other classes as well. You know, I've tried some uh, issues with Paladins, Rogues, Druids, Death Knights, even when Wrath came out. But it seems like I just get lost in the fray of movement, game effects, and just, just flat-out mad button mashing. I'm not a tank. However, my experience in running other Spell Slinger classes, such as Warlocks and Priests and WoW, and the full range of uh, the Enchantress and the Necromancer and Diablo have always found, given me hours of enjoyment. So with that being said, I'd like to see what your insight might be on a potential uh, Diablo spellcaster. Uh, i got an idea for like an elementalist, a mage that uses the four elemental types to get buffs, benefits for fighting with elemental opposites, water, fire, air, earth, etc. Uh, maybe conjure some elementals, familiars, fight along with you. Or maybe they can just modify a priest and a warlock and toss that in there. Bye. Okay, totally with you, man. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of ranged magic. I'm a big fan of magic in general when it comes to classes, and I always kind of lean that way. Although I like hunters a lot in WoW, but 
you know, demon hunters are cool in this game, but I haven't really given them the time that they need because I'm not feeling it the way I do. Um, my wizard, the wizard is totally my, my, uh, my speed, my jam. Uh, and yeah, the game, you know, you could argue the game's got plenty of melee with, uh, monks, crusaders, and, uh, barbarians. And we've got some decent at range with demon hunters. And you could argue the witch doctor is a spellcaster, but it's a very different kind of spellcaster. Um, I feel like they would do well to come up with something that, um, you know, did a little more in that way. I don't know what it would be, though. I really do feel like when we get an expansion again, assuming we do, we got to, right? Uh, the new class they introduce, I just have to think it's going to be necromancer or uh, druid. And I lean toward Druid. I don't know why. Not that I lean toward it. I would prefer a Necro, honestly. I loved that in the last game. But um, I feel like Druid is on their mind. I don't know why. I don't know why. Just a prediction. Could really go Necro, though. Big, big fan of the Necromancer in Diablo 2. So that would be cool. But yeah, something like that. Elementalist is a great idea. Something that just sort of harnesses weather and whatever. The problem is they kind of the wizard kind of does a lot of that already. So to really distinguish itself, you'd have to kind of go a very different way. Um, like an earth specialist might be fun. Like a thurgist, you know, somebody who can conjure giant uh, hills out of the ground or or uh, pillars of dirt or I don't know what they would do. Big clods that would come out of the earth and fly, you know, fly down on your foes or you know, benefit your team by hardening skin or, you know, there's all sorts of stuff you could do with a, with a good earth based kind of shamanistic type, you know, I'd be all down with that. We shall see. Will we, won't we, can we? We're going to talk real briefly about the console versions. A lot of talk about the console versions. They're coming out in August, so you're all all you console players are stoked, right? I'm kind of excited because I want to see the couch co-op and uh, play with my son that way. Uh, console version, uh, the big question, though, for a lot of players, and we've sort of touched on this in the past, but I want to hit on it a little bit deeper, and we have some, we have some news in this regard now. Will the console versions get all this great new 2.1 stuff? I mean, that's all the talk right now, right? Greater rifts, legendary gems, so on and so forth. The console version right now, I mean, people just, I think they kind of just assume, oh, well, that'll just ship the way things are right now. No, no, no. They're like 2.05, probably a day one patch to 206, but that's it. So you'll have loop 2.0, you'll have a few tweaks and stuff, you'll have your Crusader, and you'll have your console exclusives. But none of this stuff we're talking about, about future things, the seasons, the laddered system, uh, the freaking greater rifts, um, all that new content. There's no plans for that as of yet. The exact quote is this. We don't have an answer for you right now. That said, I can confirm that the UEE, that's the Ultimate Evil Edition, will ship on all platforms with all updates included up to patch 2.05 and that there will likely be a day one patch to add patch 2.0.6 content as well as we move closer to the ship and find uh to ship and finalize our post-launch patching plans we'll be sure to keep you updated great question they say 
I think that's code for it is quite likely we will not have those items in that game. I think they're playing Cards Against Humanity over there. Can you hear them screaming? What other game elicits that kind of freak out? Anyway, trying to talk about Diablo in here, damn it. Anyway, uh, yeah, you're not going to, you know, my, uh, I hate this, okay? I'm not happy about this, but I don't think they're going to have that kind of development cycle. They want a really solid console game that stands on its own, and I think that's where it ends. I really do. And that's probably not a great thing to hear if that's the only version of this game you're going to play. You you kind of got to go where the efforts are, and right now Blizzard, the Blizzard cares most about their PC development on all their games. They're not gonna they're not gonna put their best foot forward or their best people on the console stuff. That's not where their bread is buttered. They will make a good quality game. It will be a bug free experience. They will patch it when it's needed to be because they found some weird bugs. Stuff like that will be that'll be good. You get the usual high quality treatment. But it's, it, I don't think it's meant to be this ongoing living beast of a game that the PC version and the Mac version will continue to be. I say that with sadness because I kind of wish that that would be. And again, they may prove me wrong. Maybe they change their entire outlook on that. But I, I think you can look at Diablo 3's release on PS3 and 360 as examples of they're only going to take that so far. You can't even buy this reaper stuff as an expansion to those games you've got to buy the whole new full game which isn't too bad i guess what is it 49 so it's maybe 10 bucks less than a typical release so it's not too bad but just trying to be realistic people trying to look at this from the perspective that uh will get us the most uh the most traction we'll have notes in the show notes about uh or you know links so you can go read more about what they said Finally, in the news, your dude can dance now. Oh, my goodness. If you're running a PTR uh, install on your system, so you're running PTR-tested characters, in patch 2.1.0 on the PTR, all classes got a slash dance command, you know, WoW style. Type slash dance in the chat window and watch your dude gyrate to the sweet sounds of I don't know what. The song in his head, his or her head. Kind of a weird thing to add, isn't it? Considering the social the social implementation of this game is not quite like an MMO where you're in town and you just sort of dance around for no reason. You're in a if you're in a multiplayer experience, you're either with your friends or some strangers, and there's four of you, and nobody's just standing around dancing. They're all killing things, so I think it's a little weird. I guess if you're done selling your stuff, gemming, disenchanting, whatever you're doing, and you're waiting for everybody else before you get back in a rift or whatever, I guess you could dance. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. Somebody took some time to work on that. But hey, whatever. We didn't know it was coming. Brand new stuff. Can't look that gift horse in the mouth. Hey, Scott. Krolik here. Just wanted to let you know that it's Kadala, not Kadalara. Stick to the script, God damn it! I know who it is. I know that's her name. You missed the joke. You totally missed the joke. I call her Kadalara. It's Kadalara, not Kadalara. I say Kadalar Ha because it's spelled like Kesha, but with a dollar in the middle. You know, the singer. The Friday, not Friday. What, what's her song? Hey, my daughter's in here. Carter, what's a, what's a good Kadalar Ha song? Kesha, give me one. Right, what's the song? Give me one. Uh, 
Week it's the weekend. We're freaking douchebags. Do 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 do. Is that it? <laughs> that's not it. Um. Anyway, the joke is she her name reminds me of of Kesha's or as as we call her Kadalarha. It's an old joke because it got the dollar in the middle, right? So you pronounce it instead of an S. It's a it's a dollar symbol. So Kadalarha plus she's sucking my money in the in the in the form of blood shards every time I go near her. So she's Kadalarha, and that's why I do it. It's not because I don't know. I know. I know what's going on, man. Freaking relax. Ooh, looky here. It's like Christmas. We got some emails. And uh, you guys are so generous with your emails and your calls. A reminder... Send your emails to the Diablo Show at gmail.com. That's the Diablo Show at gmail.com. And as always, if you want to get a phone call on the show, you guys sent less this week. I, I know it's summer. People are busy. Fourth of July weekend. I get it. But get back on the stick, man. I need your stuff. 206 278 0553. That's 206 278 0553. Or you can use that earlier said email address, thediabloshow.gmail.com, to leave your attachments in MP3 format or whatever your little voice memo does on your phone. Except that weird freaking crap that comes out of you BlackBerry users. I don't know what those files are. I can't use them. I mean, I could look into it, I guess, but I don't want to. Send me MP3s, M4As, whatever whatever your phone supports. Android and uh, the iOS stuff is fine. Got an email here. Let's read the first one. This is from Kyle. He says, hey, Scott, this is Kyle all the way from England. So excited to write this email to the show as I've just had an incredible session in the game. So I logged into my level 19 crusader and my friend jumped in who is a level 70 wizard. And we just started doing some bounties and a few riffs. And before I knew it, I am level 37. That is a great way to level. A friend of mine jumps in, so I bump it up to Torment 6 with two hours. I'm, or Within two hours, I am freaking 67 and I got around eight legendaries. They were just tearing up that Torment 6 Rift like it was nothing. It was insane. By the way, you have to start the game. They can't or you're dead. That's what you did, so you know what you're doing, but just so people know. Uh, there's me thinking, oh, I just run through story mode again. Glad I didn't do that and uh, do that. Or glad I didn't do that. Adventure mode is so awesome. Loving the game and love the show, though. Thanks. Yeah, that's a, I did that with my Crusader for a huge chunk of his levels, and uh, that was super fast. And I try to do it when I can with friends with uh, with Gurp the Wizard, but uh, I'm a little behind on. I'm I'm not the Paragon Lord that everyone else seems to be. I haven't had the play time lately, but um, I'll get there. I'll get there. Need a few good runs with some some really geared out dudes, and then pretty soon you're five torment levels in a half an hour. That's a good time right there. Thanks for the email, Kyle. I appreciate it. Hope you're having a good time, Don Abignale a.k.a. Gromit wrote in, says, Hey, Scott, what do you think about having some sort of DPS chart or damage meter during rifts? I always wonder how I'm doing in, uh, in relation to the group, and it's often hard to tell who's doing what amidst all the chaos. I agree, it's bananas in there sometimes. I think it'd be fun and useful to have that stat and make rifts a little more engaging and dynamic. I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on the great Diablo show. Regards, Don Abagnale. So I would say, I hate those. I, well, I, I don't mind them for me to sort of see how I'm doing and, and compare to how I was doing and say, all right, well, how can I improve? Like improving my own play, that's interesting to me. 
But like recount and other mods for for World of Warcraft that tell you how you're doing in relation to everybody else. Uh, I feel like this just sows seeds of content or discontent. Or people are just irritated because you're not as high or you should be coming with your A game and you're not, or at least what they think that should be. And that's relative to what? I mean, I don't even know. I hate the judgment of it. There's weird peer pressure with it. So if it's just, if you're just talking about you yourself, that's cool. If it's all to say, all right, which one of the four of us is doing the best output? I, I don't know what the value of that is. One of the things I like about Diablo is that I'm, it's, it's fun. If I pick a spec because I like how it feels, I'm way more interested in that than theory crafting the absolute most, squeeze out the most DPS possible out of a build. And the game is good and friendly for that, for that direction of play. Now, you can also still do the other, and that's fine. But I'm not in it for comparing myself to everybody else. I hate that. I'm done with games that want me to do that. In fact, I turn recount off and wow, and I don't care anymore. It's going to be just, it's going to be good enough for kick me out of your group. Okay. One way or the other. I'm not here to have everyone pull out their wieners and see who's, who's his biggest. <laughs> so I understand what you're saying. And I'm with you if you mean individually. But as a group, nah, not really. I don't really want to. Nad Nurb wrote in, says, hey, Scott, recently I saw a post on a game journalist site showing that you can connect your gamer tag to your Battle.net account. Is there a possibility of transferring characters from our PC Diablo to console version of Diablo? Thanks, Nad Nurb. Well, Nad Nurb. Sounds like a growth. A genital growth, your name. Uh... No, I don't think there's any chance of that happening. I would be utterly shocked if you would, if, if anyone, well, maybe there's a hacker way to do it, but I, if there is any way that Blizzard would make it possible for PC Diablo to go to console, there's no way. There's no way. They're not doing that. Resources better spent elsewhere is my feeling on that. It's not going to happen. I think they want to keep those ecosystems separate anyway. Plus, there's a lot of differences between those between the console version and this. Like we mentioned earlier, you're going to be in a version that the console version is nothing like. You're going to have tweaked stats. You're going to have gear that has different numbers on it than the console version even recognizes. There's no way. Not a chance. There's also items you can, you can only get on the PC, and there will only be items you can get on that console version. And ne'er the, tw- the, the twain shall meet. Mark my words, man. There's no way. Uh, Sean wrote in finally one final email says just letting you know that I'm moving an item to your stash and IDing it with another character does not work. Not that he's moving one to my stash, but you know what he means? He's saying that you can't put it in there as a wizard and then have your D or your, uh, demon hunter say, for example, pick it up and have it stat for him. Like I had said was possible. And I've been told a billion times that I'm wrong. So I'm glad I'm finally airing this. I tried it Friday uh, right after hearing about it on your podcast. I got weapons on my monk and I opened it with my wizard and they always roll dexterity, never intel- uh, intelligence. I tried this five times to rule out the trolls, uh, the ro- troll rolls rather. And each time it was dex main stat roll. Uh, love the show, Sean. Sean, you're right. I was wrong. And so was that caller that called in and said that that's what worked for him. Um, now you can go, I mean, you could still do it and then go uh do some enchanting stuff and kind of do some workarounds but it's not optimal so uh at the core of this you're right you're totally right i stand corrected everybody i was a fool 
but I got some good news, some great news. So we did a, we've had some contests come and go. We did that cool skate deck. Uh, before that, we did some copies of the game, expansion keys, stuff like that. I'm happy to report that I got something new to give. Blizzard has, uh, they sent us a bunch of cool stuff for Nerdtacular to give away, and I held on to a couple of them because I wanted to use them as giveaways here. And these are those pop toy Diablo Interial dolls, like uh, figures. And uh, I'm going to be tweeting during the week between now and the uh, and episode 12, our final episode of the season, showing pictures of it and also uh, asking you guys to participate in a contest to win them. So we're going to start giving them away during the week this week. There are multiples of them, so many of you will win. Haven't quite decided how they'll be given away. Maybe random people on Twitter. Could be something you have to enter. I don't know. But keep your eye on the uh, on the Twitter account at the Diablo Show on Twitter. If you follow it, even if you're not a big Twitter user, that will uh, at least ensure that you'll be aware of what's going on when I go live with it. And uh, we'll see if we can't get you guys some more cool swag. Might have a couple of shirts left, too. I got to go check the boxes we brought back with us. Those may have all gone, but if not, we'll toss you some of that stuff as well. I know I have some old Warcraft 3 hats <laughs> we could throw in. But either way, uh, wouldn't it be fun to win some things? Damn straight it would be. So keep your eye on the prize, as they say, and I'll let you know. Again, this week, at The Diablo Show on Twitter. Follow it. Did you know there's a way to support the show? Were you aware of this? Did you know this? It's real simple. Get the Loot Pinatas exclusively for the show. You can find it at frogpants.com slash store, or you can go to uh, frogpants.com slash Diablo. It's linked over there as well. And uh, you can pick this thing up. Prints, stickers coasters for your drinks and stuff uh printed comics signed by me what else can you ask for man it's cool it's awesome and lots of people are doing it like chris blum andre lazar roger clay miar clay mir i don't know how you say your last name leo seaman that's a good name dude leo seaman or is it seaman seaman Anyway, they have all contributed, among others, and uh, you, too, could be a great supporter of the show. It's really why I'm able to do it. I've got to make the bills pay, and uh, this helps a lot. Uh, and you get something really cool in return, and it's not expensive. Go to frogpants.com store. Pick up your loot pinata today. That's going to do it for this episode of the Diablo Show. A little shorter today. Not a, not a giant news cycle the last couple of weeks. That's okay, though. But I am happy to be back doing it. Big, big final episode next week. Can't wait to bring that one to you, so make sure you tune in for that. And a couple things to round it out today. Frogpants.com slash Diablo for show notes and links to old episodes, links to iTunes, links to the RSS feed. We are on Stitcher. We are on iTunes. We are on uh, apps, cool apps like Downcast, Pocket Cast, Android stuff, iOS stuff, the web, SoundCloud, everywhere. If you're looking for the show, you're going to freaking find it. Frogpants.com slash Diablo is where you want to go. The Diablo Show at gmail.com is our email address at The Diablo Show on Twitter. You can follow me at Scott Johnson if that's uh, something you'd prefer to do. We put a version of this on YouTube as well, so you can check that out at uh, my YouTube channel. There's a link in the show notes for that. And uh, don't forget our phone number. That is the biggest deal here. I love it when you guys call in. You have always great things to say. 
And I am expecting good things between now and next week's final episode of the first season at 206-20, sorry, 206-278-0553. That's 206-278-0553. And of course, that number's on the site as well. We got a call from Deckard Kane coming up. Stay tuned for that. That's going to do it for us. Thank you guys for being here. We'll see you again for episode 12. Greetings. Today's letter comes from D3Fan667. He writes, Dear Deckard, what is your favorite class? What a fantastic question. One I'll have to think about a little bit. I mean, how do I pick one above another? I know when I was younger, I would have told you I didn't much care for any of them. But the truth is, I learned so much by experience that eventually they all came to have a special place in my heart. I'm sure you'll experience this too as you go through this journey called life. Anyway, thinking back on it, I remember a class that was about the end of days. Oh, it was a wonderful class. We spent hours talking about the return of the prime evils. I remember I was so riveted. I wrote everything down. I was so excited. I actually broke my quill as I wrote. Oh, that's how you tell you're really on a roll learning something. So I had to get another... is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.